0: Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast.
1: Kia ora, it is 4.33pm here on the Thursday Drive show with Alex, and as promised earlier on the show, we are joined by our first interviewees of the night, Stephen and Peter from Lines of Flight, the film that's premiering as part of the Dunedin Fringe Festival on Saturday evening, and they are joining us live in the booth. How are we going? Uh, good, thanks. Yeah, nice to be good, here. Thank you. That's good. Um, so... Stephen, you've just come down from Auckland.
0: I've flown so, down. Yep. Yeah.
1: Arms are quite tired. Just complaining about that just before. <laughs> there's a lot
0: of flapping. Yeah, that's just nervous tension on my part. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, Peter, are you, are you based in Dunedin? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, uh, there's there's been the, the Lines of Flight. It uh, was filmed in 2011 as part of the festival, and it's just um, being premiered now. So, mm-hmm. a 12 year break since then. So, do you just want to tell the listeners a little bit about what Lines of Flight is about and the film that's going along with it?
2: Yeah, sure. I'll talk about the the festival, and then Stephen can talk about mm-hmm. the film. So, briefly, uh, it's, it's a film for experimental experimental music and film. Uh, it's been running in Dunedin for 20 years, every two years basically. There hasn't been one for about three or four years, through to because of COVID and. Um, Peter Stapleton, who was the founder, he died of cancer three years ago. Um, but yeah, pretty much every couple of years, there's been a like a three-day festival, and yeah, the, there was a film made in, filmed in 2011. That's the one, yeah, that, Stephen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so um, a friend of mine, Al Pettit, um, introduced me to the, the kind of music, um, which was his like enthusiasm and and. Uh, uh, and got me interested, in, and and the two of us decided to, to come down for the yeah 2011 uh, festival and film it. Um, I sort of I come from a, like a film background, um, and I just made a movie called Russian Snark, um, <coughs> which is all about a mad uh, uh, Russian film director whose whose sort of passion was was the human form and nature. And anyway, so but I I sort of read really de- from there, really developed an interest in the relationship between. Um, image and sound and, uh, and uh, to not to want to sound too pretentious, but the way they, they could be used to sort of explore like the outer regions of like consciousness if you like. And so yeah I really fell in love with the music. I thought it'd be fantastic you know to, um, yeah to, to, to make a movie basically and, uh, and yeah try and match the, uh, sound with imagery. So that's, uh so yeah we came on down and some good mates of mine. Um, Grant and Bryce Campbell basically came along and and handled the whole technical side of it, and uh, yeah, we had a funky few days, just um, recording and yeah, just yeah, interviewing people and yeah, recording performances. Oh, perfect. Mm.
1: Now, as to not give away too many spoilers before the premiere, just wondering, is was the whole thing shot in Chicks Hotel, or did you get other filming locations of the uh, festival?
0: I've, we filmed around Port Chalmers, and uh, just to get sort of incidental imagery and, and, and you know and so forth. And uh, yeah, the port actually was a great kind of source of, of really fascinating um, imagery. Like at, at night, yeah. the port's really quite extraordinary, isn't it? With it, it's got these really kind of um, like primary colours and moving and uh, uh, these moving images, like with the crane work and so yeah, forth. An and sounds. Yeah, an industrial sound. Yeah, I mean, some
2: people say that. That kind of that sort of has contributed to some of the Dunedin experimental music sound. The sound of Port Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of musicians live yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. And there
0: were a couple of other venues. weren't there. Um, uh,
2: there was the Anteroom, which is uh, the old Masonic Lodge in Port Chalmers. There was an afternoon show there.
0: Oh, cool. So, yeah. So. But Chicks was a fantastic spot. I mean, it just—it's so kind of—it's got just it's got so much character and uh, and uh, yeah, and you know, it has these sort of the cachet of having you know, uh, stories of murders occurring there, and yeah, so it it it, had a sort of gothic feel which I thought really worked very well. Yeah, 1860s Uh, building, Yeah, and
2: it was great because at the time there was an Indian restaurant as part of it, so performers would eat there. Above there were I think 14 rooms, so people were staying, had come down and were staying there, because lines of flight, people come from all around New Zealand to perform in it, Mm -hmm. and some from overseas. So it's kind of like a, a hub of the whole national community of experimental music Very for three cool. days.
1: Yeah. Nice. So <clears throat> I was just going back to what we were saying before this interview that the listeners weren't listening to. Um... The, we're discussing how Chicks Hotel at the moment. It's not. It's more used as a recording space rather than as a as a gig space. Which yeah. um, Dunedin is particularly in desperate need of at the moment. But that's a whole other bag of cats that we won't open. Mm. Um, but it'd be quite interesting for the, for this premiere to show the inside of it because a lot of people, especially younger people in Dunedin, now, don't actually know what the inside of Chicks Hotel even looks like. True. Uh, yeah. So be, that'd be a good interesting yeah. insight into yeah. some, the Dunedin. It's a gig sort of. Um,
0: it's a little bit like an English pub, really, isn't it? It's got yeah. a very kind of like, um, uh, uh, kind of cosy feel in a sense, and uh, and quite small rooms, and yeah, and uh, you yeah. W- you walk in through the front door straight into to the, to the bar, and um, yes, yeah, kind yeah.
2: of nautical imagery around, the, like big heavy rope wrapped around these circular columns and um, portholes, and. Yeah, it was kind of ideal. Mm. Yeah, it really was. Yes. Yeah. No I have to convince Tom to turn it back into a venue.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely fitting the theme of the, the port and port charmers. Um, yeah. And then, so, as we were saying before as well, the, the film is premiering on Saturday. So, for the listeners, uh, whereabouts is it premiering and where can they find tickets
2: for it? So, it's at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery. It's free. So, and to get, it starts at 6 o'clock, uh, access off the empty car park um, off Moray Place, next to Mazagram, so that'll be where the, you enter through the doors there. So turn up at 6 o'clock, there's going to be two musicians, Kate and Laney, who are um, playing first, just some music to start things off, then there'll be the film, then a uh, Q&A session with um, Stephen and I. It'll be finished before eight o'clock. Perfect. Mm. Very good. Mm. And
1: what are you personally both looking forward to most about this premiere?
0: Uh, I think it's finally getting you know allowing it to have some an airing. You know, I mean, um, I've deliberately um, held back from putting it on YouTube or anything. Uh, mm. I've always thought it should get launched one in Dunedin and two. Um you know with with uh, with an audience, so um yeah, it's really special for me, and uh, yeah, having spent yeah, quite a bit of time with it, and um and my friend Grant Campbell did it yeah, you know I did a lot of work um, editing it, did quite an exceptional job. so yeah, it, it's it's called, it's called um, you know an artistic work coming to fruition really, and getting an audience. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, I was up in Littleton last weekend at the Port Noise Festival, and there were a lot of people asking me about it. So yeah, I've got a whole list of people to talk yeah. to to, yeah, to sure. organise screenings in Christchurch, Wellington, yeah. Auckland, and roundabout. Yeah, I mean I enjoy. I mean I've obviously I've seen it a couple of times, but it's just seeing lots of friends in it yeah. <laughs> and some pretty good interviews and just bringing back those memories.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And that actually you've just reminded me of another question I was going to ask for those that of us that can't make the premiere on Saturday. Uh, will it be released on any other platforms afterwards or is it
0: uh, well w- yeah um, peter and i are talking about it, you're going to other other um, centers um, again with, with you know with, um, um, with a premier launch but i mean eventually well, i guess we'll make it available on youtube for anyone who wants to yeah i mean we haven't yeah. peter and i haven't had really had that discussion yet uh, it's about, like, <laughs> it'd be nice to, 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 to get it with, to a uh, wider audience yeah it's, yeah it's available i mean it's also yeah. i mean it also you know um, I guess has some archival value as well.
2: C- certainly, yeah. Yeah. And Lines of Flight, because it's been going so long and um, you know, communities are kind of global now, it's very easy to connect up. I mean, it's become a lot more international reputation. So the last one we had in 2019, I think 20 people flew from overseas just as audience members. Oh, so, oh, yeah, there's mm. a lot of people overseas who would mm. be interested in seeing it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
0: It's um, I suppose you should sort of try and describe the kind of music it is, because I'm for people who, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a yeah. can of worms. I'm, I'm <laughs> conscious it's a bit of a can of worms. It's, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite broad, broad,
2: but they all kind of share a willingness to experiment. There's um, drone music. There's noise. There's kind of jazz. There's electronic, quiet, loud. Um, rowdy rowdy pop rock kind of
0: I don't know yeah Mm. well coming from I mean not being a musician myself my what it means what the music means for me is it's 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 highly atmospheric it's 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 almost trance like at times Um, and one of the uh, one of the artists actually in the in the um in the film, talks about how your experience of the music isn't isn't like you would m- normally experience music, where you're just basically sitting there and it's sort of some a linear experience. Um, it's Dan Beban, isn't it? Uh it was um, from yes. um, well, yeah. uh, Sign of Sword the Hag. Hag. Yeah, and yeah. he Tricks, said it's yes. like w- um, with this music, it's like you kind of immerse yourself in it, and it's all around you, and it no longer becomes a a linear um, uh, thing at all. It's uh, and that, that sort of, to me, that kind of like resonates because, you know, as I saying, my my real interest is, and in, it, it really does sort of take you to different places in terms of consciousness. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Um, often and and one thing I really noticed too, like you know, um, when I was f- the time filming it, it, it actually is quite a different experience too. Um, being there when it's a live thing as well, um, mm. it's a totally different experience to um, just just um, yeah, just yeah, playing very it at much. home. Um, yeah. Quite On enveloping. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Another interesting thing
2: I just remembered um, this was just after the Christchurch earthquakes, like about two months after, and a few people, Christchurch performers came down and played. And one of them, Joe Brzezinska, who called herself Stania Black Five, she actually used recordings of the earthquakes as her right. sound yeah. source. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And another. another there was quite. This
0: was quite a cathartic um, yeah. performance because of that earthquake. Yeah. yeah, and driving back, actually driving back um, north after the festival, we stopped off at um, Littleton and Kaiapoi and filmed some of the um, uh, like, um, like earth-moving machines and, and like yeah. Um, like workers basically removing all of the, the rubble from from the devastation from yeah. the earth. so so that yeah so that that sort of makes its um, yeah is, is registered as well in the, in the film and it seemed to work quite well with some of the more kind of um, spiky um, passages of music yeah yeah, yeah. go on
1: well <clears throat> I'm very sorry we have to we have to wrap it up there because yeah. we are we are yeah. Uh, yeah. out of time but I mean. I wish we could keep talking longer because this is very interesting. And so for the listeners out there, yeah. if you want to hear this, then go along to the premiere on Saturday, watch the film, go to the Q&A, and it's free. Like, you've really got no excuse. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much, Peter yeah. and Stephen, for coming in. Oh, really, really appreciate us, it. So. And thank you. I'm, um, yeah. again, sorry we can't have more time because we've <laughs> got so many more questions to yeah, pick our yeah, brains about, yeah. but yes. I guess that's to be Bring them to saved. the Q&A session. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> Perfect. Time then. Yeah. All right, and now uh, before... Um, The interview I asked Peter and Stephen about bands that played during the 2011 uh, festival, and here is the one that they chose uh, to play out the interview with. It's The Terminals with Last Days of the Sun. So please enjoy and keep it locked. You're on the one.